this is Angeline Fisher for English Breakfast, a bike tour through Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan, the Silk Road as well as borders of China and Afghanistan. A total of three thousand kilometers, altitudes of over forty-five hundred meters. Ian Morath with his travel companion Lena Friedrich are in studio and tell us about this adventurous bike trip. Ian Stefan Morath, thank you for joining us today on English Breakfast. Thanks for having me. You are going on a special adventure. Let's say. Maybe you can tell us a bit about this bike trip and what it's all about. So,、um, made the decision、uh, last year that my girlfriend and I, Lena, would like to go on a bicycle tour. Something very out of the ordinary. Of course, we're not the first ones to do it, but we wanted to do something where we would be、uh, very. Far away from the Western culture to really gain an experience more with a part of the Eastern culture, also from just where we can't communicate as well with other people because obviously speaking English we have the benefit of being able to speak to however many percent in the world because English is the ma- the major language. With that being said, we wanted to go to a place where you really wouldn't find too many people who you could communicate with. Sure, I'd love to learn Russian, but that's going to take some time. So, we're just going to have to use hands and feet for the for the meantime. So, anyway, the trip is actually going through part of the the Silk Road, and also through the Pamir、um, mountain region. So, it's going through Uzbekistan,、um, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan,、uh, and it'll be a two thousand eight hundred to about three thousand kilometer tour,、um, which will complete. Hopefully everything with a bicycle. Of if they stay together, it'll be a two-month tour that we're doing. Well, the name of this program is English Breakfast, which is named after a famous tea. And in those regions, Uzbekistan, for instance, they have great tea culture, samovar. So maybe you'll have a chance to discover that as well as you're discovering the food, the language, the culture, and the people. What got you interested in this idea of Taking this role on, you said, you know, a lot of people come to us, for instance, and really need to learn German very quickly. And to take this role voluntarily to go to places where you don't understand the language, what was your reason behind that? I guess that that kind of comes from my upbringing. I was born and raised in New York,、uh, Long Island, New York. I was raised in actually a city where I was the minority because、uh, white people were about ten to fifteen percent of the the majority who was there. So、uh, all my best friends are really coming from different cultures, and I started actually working just a part time weekend just for fun in an Italian delicatessen where I got the chance to to really work with people who were fresh immigrants who were hardworking people, kind of this typical American dream, if you will. And I think this was kind of the first part,、uh, which really set the the foreground for for how I would be or what why I would be so interested in such things because you you have the tendency then to put yourself into someone else's position, and you realize, yeah, you realize、uh, that perhaps it's it's much more difficult for somebody else to to really. Um, just learn to live, and I think that、um, that plays a role into 
my moving here to Germany and also trying to make experiences like this. Um, I think you really gain a perspective from somebody else who's also struggling, who's also trying to make their way or trying to use the best of their abilities. I think that you can only really speak from that or really understand from that perspective until you really kind of throw yourself in there. And what is your cultural background? My grandparents actually came from a boat from Hamburg, Germany to New York in the 50s. That's from one side of the family. The other side is actually also European. A good portion of that are Donauschwaben. And so that's, uh, of course, there's a large majority of this German background in my upbringing, which also has a large effect, perhaps why I'm why I'm here today. Now, let's go to today. You're going on this special trip, and you're also letting other people experience it with you. Tell us about the good cause and the concept behind it. Well, first of all, I'm I'm normally not the big share everything that I that I do and everything that I that I'm interested in doing or to uh, send a send a Facebook post or something like that. But I kind of found it there were so many people who were interested really in the experience that we have and and for me it goes back to the fact that I'm really really blessed to be able to do this tour that I'm that of course uh, my boss let me 8 weeks to to go on this tour, but also really on um, on a physical level, on a mental level, that I have the ability to do that. And I'm really grateful for that, of course. And I think the only way that I can share it with other people, and, and so they get maybe just a little bit of a taste of the experiences that I have, that's kind of the reason why, why I'm doing it. And um, there's so many patients of mine that I know can't really experience anything like that and, and almost tough to imagine how it would be, but at least to try to bring that to the table for them is the reason why I'm doing it. And uh, the second part is, of course, we're doing more of a fundraising type of action. And for the people who are willing or interested in donating, we're bringing awareness, obviously, to everything is about health and being healthy, of course. And so therefore, we, we decided we wanted to take all the money that the people wanted to donate for us and donate it 100% to uh, Doctors Without Borders, also Arzte ohne Grenze. A great organization that we've had some experiences with here in the past. Maybe you can tell us a bit about your your professional background and your connection to health. Sure. I actually was raised a gymnast. I started at three and was always moving, climbing and what have you. And parents sent me directly to the gym where I put all that energy into gymnastics. Then, of course, I started with coaching in gymnastics. You start when you're about 14 with a really small children. Thereafter, of course, staying in sport was always an interest because I was always active. And um, then I decided to go in the direction of sports science exercise physiology, biomechanics. And so my background is with a bachelor in exercise physiology, health promotion, and of course then masters I did as well here in, in Europe. And that was a master more in the direction of biomechanics, uh, movement analysis, um, really looking at how a person moves at the workplace, also how a person walks, how a person runs to further. I use it more in the direction of trying to further as a therapy to, to help with the therapy for training because um, I work in 
the physical therapy. I'm not a physical therapist. I actually work in medical training therapy, which means that we're more responsible for building muscle mass. So uh, we work together with the physical therapist, with ergotherapist, with child therapist, um, in order to to have a good therapy for our patients. And we do most of muscle mass building, so to say, um, with uh, working on machines, really trying to build the muscle up so that they can get back into the real world and be successful in what they do. You're obviously a very active person, not just in your work life, but physically yourself, in that you're going to be going on this really long tour. What is your plan? What are the stops and starts along the way? It's actually a, a round trip tour because we get a, a little bit of, of, of all the worlds we kind of wanted to really explore. We'll start in Tashkent in Uzbekistan. We'll head east and go over a pretty large pass and go into Kyrgyzstan. And we'll go into the second biggest city in Kyrgyzstan called Ash. Then we'll work our way east, southeast, and we'll head towards the Chinese border. We won't go into China visa and what have you, and also because of time would be quite interesting. But we'll head then further down south and we'll go into Tajikistan and we'll be heading into the whole Pamir mountain range, which the Tajikan people call, they call it their, the ceiling of the world, which of course K2 is really the ceiling of the world. But actually the Tajikan people say that it's their ceiling of the world. If you're looking at it in that sense, it's actually the second highest highway that you can drive on, the Pamir Highway. And that's kind of our plan. We'll be driving on the Pamir Highway and we'll be in between about 3,500 to 4,500 meters in elevation for about three weeks. So we're hoping to our system, physically speaking, to really adapt to that. I don't have that experience. I'm raised on the, obviously in New York, we're raised on the water. I love being in the mountains, but the experience over 2,000 meters is, is very limited. And so we're kind of hoping that that doesn't play a very large role. So anyway, back to the tour, we'll be riding along the Afghani border, which most cringe when I say that as an American, but that's how it'll go. And we've done the research and we've looked and, and it should be a relatively safe area. And then we'll head back, we'll head Dushanbe, the central city of Tajikistan, and then we'll, after that, go over the border back into Uzbekistan and back up to Samarkand. And that's more of the way, uh, the Silk Road way, which is more this Samarkand, Tashkent in this area is more the, the Silk Road, so to say. So that's kind of the plan. And plans always change when you are on the road and you don't know with what you'll come in contact with. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's hard to have a real time plan, things will, will change, of course. And if you have the elements and the weather, where will you be staying? Are you going to be camping as much as you can? What are, what are your plans for provisions? Um, let's put it this way. We booked a hotel in Tashkent because that's one of the only cities where you really find hotels. The rest of the time, well, we have our tent, we have our sleeping bag, we have our mattress. So our expectation is probably around 50-50, so about 50% of the time in the wild to camp. And uh, the other percent would be just in homestays. I think in this region, you, you really have to become very friendly with the people. And from what we've heard and from what we've read, the old USSR, the Russian people are very, very, as far as talking about being guest friendly, they're on a very high level. 
So we're kind of expecting that to pro- probably happen. If not, then once again, we'll have to use hands and feet to try to convince them to stay, uh, to stay overnight in their house. Wow, a real adventure. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it as your travels continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so is there any special message maybe that you would like to send out to the world? (laughs) (laughs) Here's your chance. Yeah, I, you know, um, uh, of course, I I think the tour is really the, the message that we try to bring to the people that we know, to the people that we come in contact with, really to make the experience with a bicycle is is kind of a very special type of experience. I'm not much of a walker, but I feel like the the actual pace that you go when you're riding the bicycle, it's a really good pace where you really can soak up the surroundings. You can really enjoy the surroundings. And over a short period of time, you can experience so much. You know, with that being said, with with the tours that we've done, with that being said, I I, um, I recommend to anybody if they feel um, comfortable on a bicycle, if they they feel like they can they can go for a ride. Uh, I don't want to say e-bike, but um, for the people who have difficulties to ride or knee problems and what have you, that regardless, just being on the two wheels, being out in the open open nature, and really experiencing the road and experiencing the the nature, we recommend it to anybody because it's such a wonderful experience and and you experience things so much slower. You experience things with much more intensity. And um, when you get to a place and you come and you take a shower, then you realize, oh, that's that's a beautiful feeling or even just to, to bathe or when you come somewhere and somebody makes you a cup of tea, the tea and that moment tastes different than the tea that you drink when you're at home morning before you go to breakfast. And I think that's an experience that I I would love to share with anybody else that really push themselves. My limit uh, in comparison to perhaps uh, one of you listeners out there would be maybe different, but I encourage you to kind of see your limits, really find where your limits are and enjoy every little moment that's along the way. And that's what we promote. That's what, what I love about it. And we encourage that. And I find it today a shame a bit. Uh, I don't want to get into that type of conversation, but um, uh, I I kind of feel to really go through the struggle, to really fight through even the the, the times where you you don't feel your best or you don't feel at your best, um, uh, to really complement one another and really support one another because at the end of it all, that's that's what you have. So that's kind of what we're about and, and what we what we do uh, when we go on tour. Amazing adventure that you're going on and with your partner. That is wonderful to have such a big experience together, but I'm sure it's going to be challenging as well. Such an adventure together, always together, in the middle of nowhere often. Have you done things like this before with your girlfriend? Sure. Our first tour, which we also did with the Cycle Cause, the name of our project is, is Cycle Cause. And the first tour that we did for Cycle Cause and with Cycle Cause was a month tour where we rode f- from Nottingham, England to Valencia, Spain. And we had just started dating at the time and I had I had offered her, I said, you know, I'm, I want to do this trip. And I kind of made it to all the students. It was an international group of about 14 people. And I made the, the offer to, to all of them and of course to her first and she was completely surprised riding just uh, normally a bicycle to 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 the uni and and back and not much more and she said well 
I guess we'll give it a shot. So we did that and that was our first tour. And I think this experience with a partner is is a very, very interesting one. I think in my case or in, in many other cases, you get to really realize the person that you decide that you spend your time with. You know, we plan with with marriage and such. So that's a kind of when you when you're thinking about uh, making a next step. It's nice to see how an experience like that you would come through. But a long story short, uh, to say uh, my background again, my parents did this before I was born, and they rode from New York to Alaska, and then they had me in Alaska, and then drove what? back to New York. Not very many people in Alaska. No. Yeah. No, no, no. And they, they wanted to stay there, but they had decided to have me born by the family because that was for them important. Yeah, uh, that's kind of why I guess I have it in my blood to do such a thing, to do such a crazy thing. And yeah, so that's also a part of it. And my parents had always said to me, you know, we realized then that we were compatible for one another or that we could go through the, the toughest of times. We can go through every day from sleeping to waking up and everything that you need to take care of, you can accomplish that when you're on such an intensive trip. I was always fascinated by that because how different my parents are and then how still how they uh, they work with one another and how they, they work together is really what really marriage is kind of all about. If somebody would like to find out more information about your activities and this tour... How can they go about doing it? So um, if you're interested to read in English, um, then we have, uh, and I'll be posting some things in English on our Facebook site, and that's Cycle Cause. No spaces, so Cycle Cause on Facebook. If you're interested in just looking at pictures because you'd like to see some of the landscape there, um, you can check us out as well on Instagram. That's one the number one cycle cause, no spaces in between on Instagram. And my girlfriend, she'll be doing a blog in German. And that is cyclecause.jimdo.com. And there you'll be able to see some pictures as well, of course, and, and read a little bit about of our experiences in German. Um, of course, depending upon internet, what kind of internet we have to do it along the way, we'll do our best. For those who are interested in our experience, Perhaps Radio Phipps will also call us in the middle of our trip and we'll give you a little bit of live entertainment from the yak's milk and yogurt that we'll be drinking <laughs> along the way. And in case you're interested in donating to Doctors Without Borders, of course, you can donate directly to them. Uh, for us, uh, for my ego, it's not important. But um, if you'd like to do it in, in, the, in the case of Cycle Cause, you can also find us um, on GoFundMe. That's uh, gofundme.com slash Cycle Cause. And there you can uh, make an electronic donation um, to our good cause. Well, Ian, thank you so much for coming by today on English Breakfast. We'll definitely follow your activities and look forward to hearing about what your adventures are like in your travels. Thank you so much for your time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. guest today was Ian Morath, who told us about his unique bicycle tour with his companion, Lena Friedrich. 
including traveling the mountainous terrain of Pamir and visiting areas that have very low habitation. This is Angeline Fisher signing off for English Breakfast, wishing you the very best wherever you may be. Until the next time.